What is up, guys? Um, so for this podcast, I have at Deeper Thrill on Twitter. Um, he has this one pin tweet that is absolute fucking gold. Um, so if you do nothing but take this away from this podcast, go on his uh, on his Twitter and just look through that fucking thread. It's loaded with fucking gold. Um, but as far as this podcast goes, um, I was very excited to move on. He's fucking brilliant. Um, he's somebody that doesn't think within the parameters that are set within us. So I think he's brilliant. Um, I think he has a good mind of his own, which is super important and super fucking rare. Uh, but yeah, in, in this conversation, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, we talked about um, him hanging out with billionaires, um, receiving um, a bit of advice from Tristan Tate, um, as well as a bunch of other things that set apart average person to somebody who actually thinks with a free mind so i hope you guys enjoy this as much as i did i'm on twitter as uh the handle deeper thrill um been on twitter since like 2015 2016 um i do biomedical engineering for my career i have a phd in biomedical engineering with a focus on uh, medical imaging ai i'm an entrepreneur run my own business um, and love the AI side of things, especially in medicine. And I love talking about like future society stuff and, uh, critiques on how things are today and where I think they should go. No. Yeah. I actually really enjoy like a hot majority of your takes. Uh, there's only one that like my brain couldn't work around was like the AI one. I was like, that's too fucking smart for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's my day in and day out. Which take specifically? Um, I was just going down uh, the thread. I was like, bro, this is so advanced for me. I, 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 I don't know. There, there was, there's a bunch of stuff that I did like my homework on and I have a bunch of questions on. But I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can digest this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's on me to explain it better, huh? No, no. I think I think you're very um, you're very thorough in, in regards to like how you explain a bunch of things. Uh, but if you don't like, how did you get into that? Like, I noticed that you wanted to get that grab that title like as fast as you could, right? Like, like doctor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, I was 18 years old and I was doing engineering. And at that point, you have to choose your major early mm-hmm. because there's a lot of classes you have to take. So you have to kind of pick which engineering you want to do, even freshman year. And so I was just into like the medical engineering. And then I found um, a professor who was doing some primitive AI back in 20, 2006 mm-hmm. when I was like 18, 19. And then I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> and so I jumped into that and then uh, got some papers published and uh, did my PhD in three years. So I was 26 when I got my PhD and then just jumped into my own business. You went straight into your business. You didn't have like a career path for like a few years. You were just like, fuck this. Let's go yeah. hard in the paint. Yeah. Yeah. Just dive into the deep end, man. There's the only way. Damn. I, <laughs> I respect that. Damn. You're, dude, you're smarter beyond your years. Have you always been like that when you were younger too? Been like what? Um, more like you have your shit together. Like you want to make that clear progression, but you don't want to like linger in like a little loop in short yeah i mean my my mentality was like even with the phd is like if you don't do it now you're never gonna do it uh-huh. if I, once i got a job i was just like if i ever want to do it it's got to be now i'm gonna lose momentum you get sucked into like a wage slave mentality if you yeah. stay too long and um i had some bad things happen like my father passed away and it kind of woke my eyes like hey if you want to do something do it now because tomorrow's not guaranteed yeah so i just 
I've dove right in and I always knew that I wanted to be the boss, not have a boss. Yeah. So I was like, listen, I'm never going to do it. Do it now. I can always take a stable job later if I want to. Yeah, no, that's been my mentality as of, I want to say, I mean, I've always like hated having a boss, right? Cause I didn't go like the traditional mm-hmm. route. Uh, but I just started making like money on like YouTube on my own. And that's like, that's been like, I can take care of myself mm-hmm. now, which makes it like very happy. Uh, but like it's now, good feeling, man. it's a great feeling. <laughs> like I'm basically my own boss, but I'm not. Well, I guess I I, I take care of like the consistency and stuff, but I, I feel like I have. There's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more opportunities to take advantage of. So I'm like I'm not like trying to slow down right now, you know. But mm-hmm. it's the self sufficiency feeling that like you got your own money coming in. It's it, nice. No, it really. The only thing I hate is the tax part, but. <laughs> I don't want to worry. Everyone's got to pay taxes. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I think it's like a psychological or a mental thing just seeing it in your account and having to separate it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, it's like when you have a job, they take it out for you. You don't even miss it. Yeah. When you have to put your own money aside for taxes and actually pay out yeah. as like an expense, it, it hits different. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing it's like maybe I'll just like take 40% and throw it to different accounts so I can get rid of like that psychological thing. I've never been thinking yeah. about that. But uh, but yeah, man, that's interesting because a lot of people that I know in particular of mine for the past few years that like I've interacted with, worked with, they're like, they're just in a loop. Like they'll, they'll do like, they hate, they know they hate their job. They know they don't want to work. They know they want something more out of life. They know all these things, but they never act on it. So there's two strong discrepancies, which is something that like really intrigues me about you as a person. Cause like I said, you're on it. Like you're on point. You don't let time pass you by. That's so interesting. I feel like. It's like I've always realized that like momentum's a hell of a drug. Yeah. And so like like you said, if people are in a loop, they have so much momentum of where they are. I was like, I'm gonna try to get momentum in a good direction from the start and just let that carry me. Yeah. That's interesting. In momentum's a very interesting thing because momentum so I'll give you like a personal example. So as of last month, um, YouTube was doing a bunch of changes and my account was one of the ones that were affected and my friend's account, like a bunch of them. And I, I took a, a deep dive on a bunch of accounts in particular for the YouTube shorts algorithm. And if you want to like, if you're listening to this and you want to like elevate yourself up, take advantage of this, like, it, so it, it bumped me up from like, I, I hit the, like the nail hard on the head. I went from zero to almost 400,000 in like, not even wow. like nine months. Just because I kept, wow, like, nice. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's just go day in, day out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took one day off with two of my very close buddies, and it it, it pissed me off because that, like, shot me down, like, 30%. Oh, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you trade in the stock market at all or anything like that? No, no, no. Okay. I just reinvest in my own business. But okay. I understand them. Got you, got you. So it's like, yeah, so as, as soon as you, like, go over that support, like, there's a significant drop, and that impacts – for mm-hmm. you for like three, four, five days, and it's like a game of playing catch up, and it like it pissed me off. It's like I don't even want to fucking go out. <laughs> I know, I know. You, you lose the you lose the momentum. It's like it's even going to the gym. Like you got to be more consistent than anything. You know. <laughs> yes, that's actually a very good example. So like as of recent too, uh, for me in particular, I used to I used to I had a lot of bad habits before. Like I used to drink like quite a bit. Um, now I don't even like drinking unless like it's a special occasion. Like I'll drink like once every two to three weeks, but like not, not even, not even any more than that because I've noticed how much that sets me back like four days. I'm like, roughly, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do the <laughs> game of catching up, man. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are always playing catch up in their lives if they get stuck in a loop, as you say. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've noticed that. And that's like the, one of the big things that I'm just like, I, I don't want that for me, for myself. For any of my loved ones, um, there's something I actually want to ask you in particular. Um, for me, like a lot of my friends that that I've had and I've grown up with in the past, they don't have the same drive as me. 
Like, I, I want to hear, like, what your thoughts are on that. It's like, would you, like, keep them, like, at an arm's length distance? Would you just cut them off? I want to know what you would do. I have a lot of friends who are not ambitious. Uh-huh. I find my friendships based on other things than that. It's mm-hmm. more like getting along. I, I sometimes like just hanging out with, you know, my old friends who aren't trying to make millions of dollars just because you just bond over how you get along together. Like Mm -hmm. you could have your bros and they don't have to be like trying to be killers like you, but they could still be friends. I try to surround myself in business only with super ambitious people, but I find that I don't care about when it comes to friendships personally. Got it. Got it. So there's something that you touched on one of your threads as well. um, In particular that you had a lot more in common with a, bunch more mutuals than you realized before and like during that time frame for me it was the opposite that was when i realized how much i didn't have in common so like i was like i wasn't forced to but i wanted to cut off a majority of them the ones that i'm talking about in the previous example are like much more closer friends like they're good people right um mm-hmm. and i think inherently most people are but i think a lot of people don't even realize they're stuck like in some maze that like they're just being played and stuff and i know you're very like well fine in tune with that well i i really like in particular i actually really like you you're fucking smart man there's one thing that you <laughs> Thanks, posted man. yeah i know i i look up to you man there was one thing that you posted that was like a lot of people think that they're free but they're not and it's like and not not even just that there was one more that you touched on that was um what was it i'm having a brain fart right now forgive me this is like socially responsible is the name of the podcast so i'm like i'm planned to an extent ah, uh-huh what was it? I'll get back what to was it. The principle of it. What was the principle of it? Hmm. It was something along the lines of like, um, fuck. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. God damn it. Oh, well. um, I'll, we'll circle I'll, back. Yeah. I'll, we'll circle back to that, but let's, let's touch on, uh, let's touch on this. Um, you got uninvited to a friend's wedding. What, what happened <laughs> with that situation? Well, um, a lot of people take the vaccine issue very seriously. Yeah. And I personally never got vaccinated from COVID. Me neither. Vaccines, obviously, when I was a ch- child. Uh, it's good, man. It's, yeah. Dude, it was hard sticking to my guns the whole time. <laughs> the level of propaganda was insane. Yes. Um, and it's like, how do you, I also like respect other people's opinions and choices. Like, mm-hmm. don't care what anyone else does. But it's a slap in the face when someone's like, sorry, you're like a second class citizen we're here to protect grandma and you're not allowed to come because you're going to kill grandma. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to be your friend after that, but the fact that you would actively like uninvite me to something was very much a slap in the face. And this was all right during the time when I was living in New York city and couldn't go to a restaurant for eight months, go inside to a museum for eight months. Like it was just perpetual slaps in the face. And the attitude was like, you're a dumb redneck hick if you don't follow the science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the mentality that it's not uh, for me. it's it's so interesting to me how a lot of people will just they'll take a word as is, but they don't understand how 
quote unquote science can be manipulated a certain way. That's always been like super interesting to me. And I'm like, these are all, and then on top of that, like I hate to sound like a fucking conservative right now, <laughs> but it's like, mm -hmm. they're all paid for by the same brands that are trying to sell you this shit too, like Pfizer and things of that nature, right? It's just like, and then I live in, I live in LA. So like I had it like hard and then it was like- Just as bad, yep. <laughs> just as bad. So I, I, I get that to like a, like a hot extent. Like it was like, everyone was like, just fucking grinding on me. They're like, oh, so you don't care about me or other people i'm like it's right. not even that it's like you don't i do care about you but you don't even understand what the long-term consequences are of your own body you don't understand what it could do i was like artificially injecting something does not it's not all pros there is nothing that is all pros there will always be cons you're just mindfully refusing to look at the other side of the coin you know it's a it's a it's um a panic in a way yeah and it's like couching it, it was a great psyop to couch it as you're selfish yeah. if you don't do what's best for the community. But, you know, you could always say something's for the greater good. Yeah. You could always use that to excuse totalitarian policies that if you're not doing it for the community and the species as a whole, the one world family, you're the asshole and we need to oust you from it. And, you know, it's like you were saying about science. I'd learned all about the scientific method back during grad school and even younger, you learn about that where it's like you come up with a hypothesis like, okay, this is safe and effective might be the hypothesis. And then you actively look for reasons where that's not true. So cherry picking is the opposite of the scientific method where you look for things that support what you want to believe. Mm -hmm. And a scientific method's about doubt. It's about saying, okay, let's assume this is wrong. Yeah. And that's why you always say P is less than 0.05 not P is greater than 0.95. You look for where it's wrong. So you would look for, if this is truly science, you would look for examples and actually try to find examples where the vax was ineffective or unsafe. The good scientist should be actively looking for reasons where it's not working. But I think also like the people, like what, you're, what we're talking about too, like if doctors recommend something, because I don't think they're all bought and paid for by Pfizer. I think it's more like, they are inundated in a mentality where it's the expected right mature um modern thing to do and if you're not doing that you're living like a caveman mm -hmm. do you think um do you think a good amount of that is how do i say it do you think a good amount of that is like because you mentioned you mentioned something about how there are certain things in your everyday life that push you towards like a certain mentality. It's not like a concrete thing, but it's the illusion of free choice. Do you think propaganda has to do like a good effect on it? Because I tried talking to somebody about it like a year ago and they were like, they were, they were pretty much saying that there's no way it could be propaganda. If it were propaganda, I would know. I'm like, you're so cute. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think propaganda is good at like, triggering like your limbic system like uh -huh. your basic like dominance hierarchy like yeah. attitudes and that's what politics does so politics makes it or sorry propaganda makes it seem to me like it's the obvious and only choice yeah it's like if you don't support ukraine you're an asshole if you yeah. don't support the vax you're an asshole and if i'm like well with the masks you know first of all maybe freedom's more important than it even if you're right about the science mm -hmm. there is a point where freedom matters more than safety 
But secondly, let's analyze, you know, the distance between the holes in the mask. Let's see if it's not an N95 mask, if it's effective. Like, let's have a discussion about it. Let's analyze where the actual outbreaks of this are happening on a street-by-street -street basis or building-by-building -building basis as, like, a curious, mature way to approach it, not, like, frothing at the mouth, like, you freaking idiot. Yeah, that what was interesting. You're putting Durham at risk. I had somebody yell at me walking down the street. I'm like, I'm in the street by myself. I'm like, what? is it's it's all like the worst too is not the random strangers i feel it's like the family and friends who yeah. are just like disappointed at you it's like oh i thought you were smarter than that yeah. i'm like first of all i am secondly yeah. shut the fuck up yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting as, as soon as someone says something along those lines i'm like you just revealed your cards and where you're at mentally but it's like it like low-key sucks a little bit because it's like for me it's like I have to keep it like more like internalized. Like I don't have, like I, I being the bigger person. Sometimes I hate being the bigger person. <laughs> Sometimes I just well, want to like, be a fucking idiot. I don't know. You could vent too, right? Yeah. Like everyone needs an outlet to yeah. express. But I think too, like the bigger person is like in that situation. And I've even experienced this a couple weeks ago. Um, some of my old friends I haven't seen in a while were shocked I didn't get vaccinated. Really? And. Yeah, they're disappointed in me. Like, I'm yeah. an idiot, and they said they lost respect for me. And I'm like, listen, I don't care what you do, and I'm not going to judge you for your choices. Yeah. The least you could do is give me the same respect back. It's so but interesting. It's just one-sided. It, it is, but their side is it's, – it's the side of collectivism where everyone has to do it for it to work is the mentality. So it's like they can't fathom that, like – I did a poll on Twitter and I got 9,000 responses. 58% said they were unvaxxed. Yeah. Which is very in the face of what the news is saying. But regardless, let's assume those numbers are skewed and biased, whatever. Let's say mm -hmm. a third of people are unvaxxed. They can't accept that there's different people who think differently than them. Maybe we value freedom more than safety and they can't fathom that. But they need 100%. They can't have a third breaking off into their own mentality. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like for me, it's like I can have my mentality. I'll stay in my bubble. You can choose whether or not to enter my life. Mm -hmm. And that's your choice. If you never want to see me again, I don't care. I'm willing to see you is my mentality. What do you make of, like, the herd mentality? Because that's so interesting. Like, everyone just immediately clunks into whatever's trending, and then they go hard in the paint without really much of a second thought, if you've noticed. I think herd mentality is natural, like, we evolved to be tribal creatures with like Dunbar's numbers, what, 100, 150 people? Mm -hmm. That's the number, maximum number of relationships you can keep track of in your head. Oh, okay. Without like losing, like making everyone an acquaintance. Like if you think of like a high school or something like that, like you can kind of keep track of what like 100 people mean to you. And if you get more than that, it's, it's too much. So I think that's because we evolved in tribes of that small number, like mm -hmm. 100 to 150 is my guess. You know, no science behind that. But that's my guess. And so the herd mentality is like, you if you get a disease, you got to protect your whole tribe. You got to protect all 100 people that care about living. There's a lot of bad things. You have to be quarantined if you're carrying some potential pathogen. So it's very natural to sort of make anyone an outcast who is potentially diseased. And I think that's where the herd mentality for COVID comes in. I think in general, though, we're world of 8 billion that doesn't really fly anymore and i think the herd mentality is just remnants of an old like 100 person tribe mentality where you do want to do what's best for the whole tribe like you would your family mm -hmm. but they apply that to countries with half a billion people like that's not really the same thing 
And when it comes to that large number of people, you have to consider other things like the long-term giving up freedom. Like if you, if you, it's a slippery slope where if you just say today, you can inject me with, it's like, trust me, I'm going to put this in your body. It's, it's good. It's healthy. But if we open that door to allow governments to just inject whatever they want into us, it's, it can, it can devolve quickly. And now my smart friends who I talked to about this, they think I'm being ridiculous because it's not too far yet. I mean, it probably was safe enough, whatever. They don't, they don't understand why someone would do something out of principle when it could potentially put other people in danger. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you just have to accept a difference of opinion, I think. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um, no, I mean, I think, I think that's pretty on point. I mean, it's just like a tough game, just kind of staying within your own realm and like looking on over like the other possibilities that other people like have in their own mind. But then um, I'm going to be referencing a bunch of tweets because you have a lot of gold on there. But it was like <laughs> people don't want to hear the truth because that's going to destroy their illusion. And I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of truth to that tweet. I was like, fuck, that's a gold mine right there, man. Mm-hmm. I want to know, how did you how did you stumble into this whole sphere of Twitter? Because this is such an interesting world where it's like, it gives me faith in the world. It's like one of the few faiths I have of people that are thinking for themselves. And I think, and and to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt, I think there are more people that are just within the shadows, absorbing the content on their own pace, on their own, in their own world. I think these are just outspoken people, right? But it does seem like those people are few and far in between at the same time. I think it's, I mean, well, Twitter connects people based on shared ideology, not geography. If you grow up somewhere, you tend to be around people who are physically around you. Mm -hmm. Twitter lets you feel emotionally connected or friends with people who just share your mentality but are in different countries Mm -hmm. or states or whatever. And it's interesting that every single person I met up with from Twitter in person must have been like 30 or 40 at this point. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone's unvaxxed, which was very interesting. (laughs) It's not fair. Um, not ever all of them, but I say almost every single one and everyone's just very into like thinking for themselves and very anti-authoritarian. Yeah. Like, don't tell me what to do. Don't tread on me. Um, how I got into this was back in 2013, I was part of, uh, the red pill subreddit mm-hmm. back when it was like very much about like self-improvement to pick up women. And uh-huh. I was single at the time I'm engaged now, but my whole world, congratulations, by the way, thank you. I'm getting married in two months. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, very excited. So found a good one. But at that point, you know, it was all Reddit. It was Red Pill. And it was that pseudo intellectualism that I think Reddit has a lot of. Mm-hmm. And then in 2014, no, 2015, I was just like, Reddit's just not the right place for me to express my views. I had a blog, but I'm like, that's not it. And so um, I went to Twitter and I started just speaking my mind and let people find me. I mean, Twitter was always just I wanted to connect with the interesting thinkers of tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I wanted it to just be a metric of my mentality. I never tried to like do it for, for follows or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to 25,000 followers while I was a non. Oh yeah, that's right. You received that bit of advice, right? From uh, Tristan Tate. He was just like, we were mutuals for like a couple of years and he's like, yeah, you should share your face. You're a good account. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I did. When was that? (laughs) When, When did he give you that piece of advice? 2020 i think the end of 2020 really interesting what what was the logic behind that did he did he provide any more like details of Don't that be or? a coward 
like don't be a coward uh-huh. you got your strong accounts you got nothing to hide yeah. if they come after you you can defend yourself mm-hmm. just make the hard choice basically like just do it yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah okay that's interesting so i mean worked out fine for me i i it it keeps you like the problem with people who share their faces i think is they tend to self-censor a little bit they tend to be a little tamer ah. than they'd be if they had that mask. Yeah, you know, yeah. What is Oscar Wilde quote? Give a man a mask, he'll tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Oscar Wilde. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, I try not to self-censor. I think that's the risk of sharing your face is you tend to want to self-censor in case yeah. you get canceled or attacked. And my mom's like, yo, this crazy's online. Don't share your face. Go back to a nod. <laughs> like, sorry, mom. Cat's out of the bag. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> that's actually very, very interesting. Yeah. A lot of people do tend to... Um, go crazy if they don't have a face behind like a profile picture because like when I go through the comments like every once in a while like on YouTube um, just to kind of glance around um, yeah all the worst most hateful most spiteful are from like the most random accounts I'm like who are you again it's just it, I don't know it just intrigues the hell out of me that's but yeah I, I, found... well, I think there's two two things about Anon they're either like most of Anon like you said are lurkers people yeah. are just doing it at their own pace um, the ones who are really like angry and aggressive, they have to be a nom to protect themselves. Like you could say behind a screen, something you'd never say to someone's face. Cause you get punched in the face sort Mike of thing. Tyson. But yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think also some of the more interesting thinkers are also a nom. And I think it lets people share and explore ideas about taboo topics, like maybe race mm-hmm. or other things that are kind of like you're not supposed to really get too deeply into. Yeah. Um, the Anon accounts feel more comfortable delving into the taboo topics mm-hmm. because they're not at risk of getting doxxed. So I think that's one benefit of Anon accounts. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Do you know that? I think we followed. Um, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm not sure because he's within the, the whole Twitter sphere, I guess. I forget his his uh, Twitter handle, but he's always saying that like he's like on his deathbed and he's like he's about to pass away. Do you know which account I'm talking about? Corporate Machiavelli. Yes, he's fucking smart. He well, apparently he died. Oh, year, did he? That's what everyone said. Yeah, he hasn't posted since then. He said, "This is it. I'm oh, out." Oh shit! He sent me a DM. God bless. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I I mean, people say it's bullshit. They don't. I say figured. I, I I thought that, but I wasn't like. I wasn't a well, listen, I had a four hour conversation on the phone with someone for four hours on yeah. the phone. Okay. <laughs> so I think it was him. I mean, he reached out to me and said he wanted to have a conversation. So, okay. and it's a voice I've never heard before. Like, yeah, people yeah. said it was like on this or something. Yeah, he was a you know, smart account. Kind of... He provided like a bunch of links that like had brilliant information, like just more, more on like a person to person level. It was like all like psychological stuff, how to like. Mm-hmm focus on yourself being like the better version of yourself like spot spotting the flaws like like when you get afflicted like emotionally that means it's something like sparring within yourself like just a bunch of crazy brilliant shit man he was like one of the one of my favorite accounts mm-hmm. i mean if, if something really did happen to him god bless if not then that's a brilliant yep. marketing mood kind of a douche but brilliant yeah. <laughs> so well it could have been people were saying it's like a group of like a couple guys who okay. got together and made that account up as a fake thing but listen i spoke to someone on the phone for yeah. four hours I had a great conversation yeah. so i don't know if that's like some random account that's reached out to me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how'd the conversation go obviously it was four hours but i wanted to hear like your thoughts on that oh it was good he liked to like analyze like how power games work in corporate structures so that's what he oh, wanted to talk about okay 
like how the dominance hierarchy works in corporate world. Okay. And how people play little ev- like power games subtly with each other and try to like one up each other. So that's what he wanted to talk about. So like how like presidents shake other presidents' hands like all like crazy and shit like that. Let less about that higher level and more about like a rising star within a corporation and how they would try to play a power game. That's what I would say. To like assert dominance, right? Yeah, yeah, like asserting dominance, understanding how gossip spreads and how you can use that to your advantage. Very like 48 Laws of Power sort of thing, you know? I read that book. I was actually quite disappointed. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's 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 fun to read, but it's like not as practical as you would want. I was like very (laughs) bummed out. I was like, what's the secret sauce? Let's go. I'm excited. I was like, I was like severely let down. I was like, if anything, I knew like a good majority of these, but like truth be told, if anything, I probably learned them from Twitter, just like dispersed in like different little facets. I'm guessing. But I saw, I I wasn't really impressed. Unfortunately, I was like overhyped as hell, but I, I also want to hear this, like your thoughts on this. So you tweeted that censorship is the greatest evil. Well, what do you think about that? <laughs> so I'm very, like, anti-censorship yeah. in general. I think people are so scared of fascism that they use that as, a, as an excuse to clamp down. I think censorship to me is it limits the direction that the species can take in terms of what ideas we allow. So if you shut down an idea because it's uncomfortable or you think it's offensive or potentially hurtful to someone, you that idea just festers. It doesn't get developed. It doesn't incorporate itself in the global consciousness and we don't get to talk about it. So people censoring it, it's like, if you force someone to say something over and over and over again, it's brainwashing Mm -hmm. because they'll end up believing it if you say it repeatedly enough. If you don't let someone say something for so long, they they end up like um, Mm self-censoring. It's a way to try to control people's minds, censorship. It's a way to stomp out what's considered hateful but you can call anything hateful into the right perspective which is what they use to manipulate but i think censorship is so bad because it makes people feel guilty for their own thoughts mm-hmm. and i don't like that that really bugs me and it doesn't allow us to have conversations about taboo topics which means that we never develop past those topics yeah and this leads me to like the next one that i was going to get into i was like there's censorship and then there's there's like the the battle on information. I'm like that is another thing. I'm like you can you can distill people's minds and thoughts by having two sides of a coin spread all over based on like where you choose to look, right? Whether it be CNN, Fox, whether it be some random article on the website, whether it be like your news app on your phone, things of that nature. And I'm like it all just correlates with whatever whatever your current beliefs are. And I think that's one thing that algorithms and AIs do like extremely well, which is scary, but it's, it it just kind of, that's how it goes, I guess. Right. They, they show you more of what you're already a little bit interested in. And then it just creates an echo chamber. It's like a feedback on a microphone. Yeah. Wormhole. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, think of like a feedback microphone next to a speaker, it just yeah. like amplifies so much it's, it hurts your head. But when yeah. you only have the algorithms show you stuff you're already interested in, mm-hmm. it just makes you like a zealot and a fanatic about your own views. And it makes you feel like your views are the correct view, no matter what anyone says. Yeah. And when different pockets have their own echo chambers and everyone's just seeing their own stuff, 
it causes conflict. I think that's why it's so important to like actually actively seek out alternative information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone lives in their own illusions for the most yeah. part. Whatever you see, whatever you do, reality is objective, and I don't think anybody really is objective, right? Yeah, it's like physics is objective. Like, yeah. You, know, you throw a ball, it's going to go that way no matter what you do. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to go, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, that's, that's something that's like super interesting in regards to that, but... Would you ever going back to to Tristan Tate? Would you ever like hang out with him? Would you ever like? What do you think about like the whole sure. craziness that's that's been going on and all? I think they're very good at getting attention on them. I think they're, they're brilliant much, mass marketers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're alpha males. Like they actually do, or at least uh, Andrew like did fighting, kickboxing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my mutuals and friends on Twitter have hung out with them. I oh Rowan right? I got. Who? Oh, um, um, Oliver Roanwar. Yeah, yeah. I've had him um, on the podcast twice. He's he's a good guy. So Dylan, um, what the heck is Dylan's last name? Murphy. I don't know. He he used to live with the Tates for a while. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I know. Like Ajak has like hung out with them in person. Like, yeah, like I got no problem with them. I think they're great. They're finally a household name. You know, they were kind of Definitely. somewhat obscure four year, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But they are just like a spillage of this camaraderie on Twitter that's kind of now spilling into other social media networks, mm. spilling into the real world. And, you know, they've, they've they've done a great job at getting a lot of eyes on them. Yeah, I've been trying to speaking of like, I guess, like propaganda or living in your own beliefs. I've been trying to obviously I I. Um, how do I say I guess I look up to him right so like I, I'll dive into my own things in regards to like um, being a better man being successful being disciplined things of that nature right but then and then the other stuff like obviously he's doing it as a bit but people don't understand that it's a bit and they always take it out of context and I've also been diving myself into like what other people are posting in regards to like oh he's like a sexual assault like how like people are crying and like things of, of that course, nature and I'm like that's attack. yeah and I'm like that's so <laughs> interesting just seeing a whole of the universe and then being in mine and i'm like i don't know that's just like such a like it's it's fascinating in regards to like the human mind you know just like an average day person i'm like huh it's so easy to get thrown into this universe without even realizing what you're fucking defending yeah and you know it's like too i don't like have the same mentality as the taste necessarily they're very like rash in your face aggressive they would never like sit down and read a book, but well, maybe they would. I, you know, I don't want to judge them, but like yeah. I'm, re- I read like a sci-fi book last. Like I don't think they would ever do that because that's I'm not even the same as them, right? I have my own values. I would, I would read a sci-fi book. I don't think they would. They'd rather, you know, do things in the quote-unquote real world, which I also live my life there too. But mm. I also don't try to get absorbed into believing I need to be like anyone else to be that alpha male right i have Mm -hmm. my own path in life and i like absorbing how other people view strength and how they get attention on them but also you know eventually i want the attention on me and i don't want to you know simp for another dude ever either like i can respect them and then be like i can do my own things too that they maybe they would think i'm nerdy for you know Mm -hmm. whatever (laughs) that's very good and that's something that like a lot of people need to take because there, there are people that are listening um, and following the Tate brothers to so like 
to a T. Like, to a yeah. T, yeah. Like literally doing everything as they are, like not thinking for themselves. It's like, but it's like the exact opposite of the left going to the exact opposite of the right. I'm like, oh, yeah, like swinging the pendulum. It's just as bad though. It's just <laughs> as bad, and it's interesting. And then people are just being douchebags and and brash, and it's like, damn, man, everyone's in their own thing. And that always leads me to questioning like my own thoughts, my own beliefs. I'm like, where am I on the spectrum? I like to think I'm like fairly like somewhere in the middle. I don't know where, right? But I'm always like very cautious to like label myself. But I would like to say I'd have like the average. I would be. I would have more of a free mind than the average person. Um, I have my own speculations as to why. Um, but I always like kind of like boil it back down to like marketing propaganda and things of that nature, right? Like as a kid, I was too poor to afford like to watch TV, so I didn't. I'm like, okay, so I didn't get to absorb all you this. You didn't get shit. inundated, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe that's what it is. I've always hated school. I've always, like I would always fail all the tests, but get like A's on the. Uh, I'm sorry, I always get A's on the test and fail the homework. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch Netflix. Like I don't. I was like, maybe that has like a decent amount to do with it. But those are just speculations at the same time, you know. And you can never know. I mean, you you made a, a million tiny decisions that led you to where you are. You don't mm -hmm. know which of those mattered more than others necessarily in retrospect even. But I think, too, it's like not even saying that you're on that same spectrum. Like if you're like, okay, this is like the really aggressive, brash, independent thinker versus the really future sterile world saving the earth, one world family. Like that is one spectrum, but that's just a spectrum. Like you got to even think outside the box and be like, well, maybe there's a third option. Maybe there's a fourth option of how to be. Maybe there's a fifth option. Maybe I need to ignore where I fit on that line, mm -hmm. and that even traps you. Like if you're if you're like, okay, where do I fit on this spectrum? You're now stuck in the line. Like you got absorbed into that that game. Yeah. You got to like break free of all the games and make your own games. I feel. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think it doesn't even matter what side left or right you're on. I'm like you. You pointed this out very nicely too. That politics is all just poison it's all just a trap like it's not meant to like yes it's not okay the best way i phrase this with one of my friends who's like he's one of those people that thinks he's free but he's really not and i can see because he's like he, he loves trump i'm like imagine i said i love biden are you stupid yeah, yeah. i'm like what never simp for another person exactly man, they are never <laughs> simp yeah um and um fuck God damn it! Why do I keep having these little fucking? I keep forgetting. Fuck! It was a good point too. Yeah, you were saying you're you're thinking you're free, but your friend thinks he's free, but he's really not. Yeah, there was something I was saying. I, what was I saying like right before that? Um. Don't politics is poison. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. I I I mentioned this to my friend. I was like, politics is like. The male version of the keeping up with the Kardashians. There's no productivity <laughs> from it. Just because it's mainstream, it looks more professional, doesn't mean shit. Like, that's the best way I, I put it. I was, like, very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, it's mm -hmm. true. It's just a waste of fucking time, dude. And it's like, people can have opinions on it. It's yeah. when they start, like, frothing at the mouth and being all fanatic zealots about it that it's a problem. Like, I have my opinions, you have yours, whatever. Like, yeah. But to get absorbed in politics, who benefits the politicians? Yeah. They, they feed off energy. And then I think it's like I cared about politics when it came to COVID because that was one issue that affected me personally and I don't want to get vaxxed. And that yeah. was a direction I spoke very loudly against. And now I don't care anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and it's like, I mean, what do you think about like Ben Shapiro and like Stephen Crowder, like, Crowder and like things of that nature? Do you think like they actively fully like they're mentally there or they're just doing it as a cash flow? For the people that are actually underneath the wing of him. 
first of all, I actually don't know who that second person you mentioned He's is. Some like Republican nerd doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, I I think I think they believe in it. You think I so? think you know they could. Say, I think they would say to their close friends and family that they're doing it maybe for cash, and they don't believe everything they say. Yeah. But I think they deep deep down they've said it so many times. Yeah. They do start to believe it very very passionately. Yeah, I, I'm just like hmm, just like taking it on from like a creative perspective. It's like, it's quite interesting because I'm like if I wanted to make like, like let's say like hypothetically right, this is something I genuinely have thought about like whatever but it's like if i really wanted to like make like a name on the republican side i could just say i'm a trans latino and just go <laughs> fucking crazy nut alex jones with it on youtube and you know i was like maybe i could do something like that but it's just like all playing on people's emotions because people are just but then you're playing into their game yeah exactly is that you is that what is that your best self right like yeah. shining brightest yourself or is that you doing what you can to weasel your way into a system yeah but then you subtly end up playing their game yeah exactly <laughs> and that's why i'm like i haven't gravi- gravitated towards that because like i'm an idiot like for the most part i think i found out like where I want to go. It's like I like to make people happy and want, I don't want to make people laugh. And I've like I've been very like intrigued by other people that I've had on the podcast. It's like other people have like other like gravitations toward making people like to lead them or just like things of like that. And it's like it's so interesting. I'm like, but I think that's my personal calling. So I'm like, I don't want to sacrifice that. Like I, I want to be organic. Mm-hmm. Oh, something I really hate is like the cheesy professionals, like like the fake corporate bullshit. Like I really like it. Just grinds like dim style. The what? Like LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh, God. That makes me want to blow a fucking <laughs> gun in my head. <laughs> I hate that. Like, I want to be like, I just want to be authentic with it, right? Like, obviously, there's no malice in it. it. Like, anything I say is just, like, jokes. But it's like, I think, I think, I think thoughts and intention are two different things. But you can't really separate the the others between, like, other people's perspectives. And that's where the people go in the crazy loop. But I'm also, like, anti-cancel culture. So, like, mm-hmm. completely against it. Like, I started, like, a whole, like... Well, it's a whole other thing. I'll get to it another time. But, yeah, just anti that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I want to know this as well. Um, what did you learn when you were in China, Italy, and in France? Ah, you know I travel. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, Italy was vacation. So it wasn't really, like, a learning experience. More like seeing all the beautiful artwork and all the beautiful, like we went to the Vatican, we went to like Rome, like all that beautiful artwork. We don't value artwork enough, I think in America was one thing I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, China, I had to go to China for about a week um, to give a talk on computer vision back in like 2010 or something. Uh-huh. And it was, one second, man. Can we oh, pause yeah. this for a second? Yeah, yeah, of course. Back one second. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I be back in five minutes and yeah. you can like edit this out? I'll yeah, be yeah. back. I don't want to end. I just got to grab something. No okay. worries. Yeah, I'll stay on the link here and then just hop on whenever you yeah, get yeah. on. Hmm? I'll be right back. Sorry no about worries. that. No worries. Hey, 
Yo, I'm back. Awesome, awesome. Let me just put this. Sorry about that. When a delivery guy comes, you gotta pick it up. Yeah, no worries, <laughs> no worries. Let me just forty nine fifty five. Okay, we're good to go. I was just putting it down so like I knew where to like cut it back up. Yep, edit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what was I saying? Oh yeah, what did you learn when you were in uh, China, Italy and, and France? And real quick, where are you living right now? Yeah. I thought you were living in New York. I'm in New Jersey right now. Okay, okay. So right outside the city. I'm like an hour train ride from the city. So. Okay. I thought you were like, I don't know, somewhere um, else far. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, China was interesting. It's it's very dichotomous, as in you either work for the government and are rich, or you're just one of the masses and you're really poor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more like mopeds than cars, which is interesting. Um, we went to like a, like a five-star fine dining place. And it ended up being like $40 a person American at the end of the day. Oh, and that was like fancy for them. Um, everything's very communal, which you would expect from uh, a communist sort of regime. Mm-hmm. And even their food is like you order a bunch of dishes for the table and they bring it out on a lazy Susan as it's ready. And everyone grabs a little bit and shares. So it's very communal. Whereas in America, it's like everyone chooses to get their own dish if you're not doing family style. Oh. So it's a lot of family style there. Um, the cities were, I went to Shanghai, the city was beautiful, um, wealthy, you know, they had everything like a New York would have too. So no surprises there. The people were very curious about America. Like they wanted to know if American life was like the big bang theory. (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, it's a sitcom, like kind of, kind of not like, I don't know how to answer that. Um, they didn't know what like Facebook or YouTube was cause mm-hmm. they get blocked by the great firewall. So I tunneled into oh, a server great. in America and showed them Facebook oh, and YouTube. <laughs> I know how to do that. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm like, this is Facebook. Yeah. This is YouTube. Here's stand up comedy in America. And they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like you can say that on like the internet. I'm like, it's the internet. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm probably going to get in trouble for tunneling into an American server to show you this, but whatever. Yeah. They're from Ohio, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm dead. Ten years ago. <laughs> Damn, you're ballsy for that one. I would have been fucking scared. I'd be like, yeah, I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> Yolo. Yolo. Um, what about uh, Italy and France? Was there anything that, like stood out for you of like your perspectives out there that like that just stood out? It's a very peaceful way of living. At least I was in Nice, France. Mm-hmm. Same people would relax outside, having a cappuccino in the morning. Seven hours later, they're still at the same chair having a glass of wine at night. Yeah. It's also it is a re- retirement city, I would say. So it's not like a hustle and bustle city, mm-hmm. but it just showed the pace of life doesn't have to be frantic to 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 get everything you want in life. You can take a leisurely stroll through life, but if you do the right things and you make the right connections and do the right deals, you can get everything you want without having to have that franticness that i saw in a lot of americans mm-hmm. yeah a lot um, of people those are the big things. a lot of people are always like on that gary v train right just fucking yeah. sleep is for the week kind of shit just grind just always hustling I, this comes back to what we were talking about like other people like the tates or like trump or biden or whatever like you mm-hmm. never simp for something it's when you're younger you want some strong character to emulate because mm-hmm. that's how you grow your personality but that takes away from growing it yourself. Like if you're just on that Gary V train and you're just like hustle, 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 mm-hmm. hustle, and that yeah, becomes yeah. your whole personality, 
where are you thinking for yourself? Like your personality is not one word. Hustle. Be more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to think that Gary Vee and all those other people would even encourage you to not be yeah. exactly like them. Obviously, take the good traits of them, but be your own person. But that's the thing with human nature. They always try to emulate them to a T. And I'm like, that's crazy mm -hmm. to me, too. You know? You got to just absorb the best pieces and recognize that they're flawed people, too. Like, I wouldn't want to be like Gary Vee, but I can take his advice, too, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. Having that kind of energy to me is, is very uh, difficult. I like I like to um, I like to think I'm an old man. I like to try to like work it in a smarter as opposed to harder way, if that makes sense, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like if you think of the statistics, even in America alone, there are 80,000 people with a net worth of $50 million or more. 80,000 people. I've met a couple people there. I've met a couple billionaires. Mm -hmm. I've met people a little less than that. Everyone's got their own personality. The idea that you have to be like Gary Vee to be successful is completely ridiculous. 79,999 yeah. people would disagree. You know, like yeah. of 80,000 people with net worths over 50 million, a bunch of them would probably think these brash alpha males or douchebags will never really hit the peak. Or maybe that's just their path and there's plenty of other paths to money. You know, mm -hmm. people would say, like, you don't need to hustle. You can, you know, like, there's many ways to get to the wealth that yeah. people have. And working smarter versus harder is one thing. Some people are focused entirely on schmoozing their ways to good deals. Some people are very good at rising the corporate ranks. Some people are very good at, like, inventing something and they'll make money that way. Some people mm -hmm. are good at running a business. Some people are great at social media stardom. Some people are not. Like, the idea that you have to follow the loudest millionaires mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, almost anything and everything I do, like, that I'm taking, like, from advice from other people is, like, it's just a bridge. It's the bridge to, like, get me to where I'm at mentally, to the next step, and then so forth, and just keep repeating it, right? Like, for me in particular, like, thinking strategically, um, I obviously, I'm, like, I'm a first-generation, um, I guess, citizen. Uh, my parents are immigrants. But it's, like, for me, it's, like... My dad was born in Hungary, so... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, so I don't have money, so I'm, like, so what do I do? I'm, like, okay, so I have to get money. I'm, like, what's the easiest way? I don't want to fucking work 80 hours a week. I'm, like, okay, social media. So, like, I, I fucking went hard for, like, a year on that. Like, now like now I'm getting, like, the wheels running, right? But it's, like, okay, so I can milk a lot, a lot more social media, and then I can bridge social media. I don't want to just rely on social media. That's a, that's one thing I see a lot of, like, content creators and people do. They just linger on social media, and that's that's it. That's, like, their, their cap. I'm, like, that's so stupid. Like, you can you can still keep advancing if you know how to, how to take the right opportunities. And then the other people that I've seen as well is like as soon as an opportunity gets presented to them they're like oh yeah yeah they get emotionally invested I'm like that's not your ticket like you have to be patient with certain things that's just how I play the chessboard though if that makes sense yeah I think it's people who get really excited about any new opportunity it's like they get they can easily get manipulated into being really loving it and they don't mm. step back and think about it objectively like we were talking about objectivism before mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people whenever they have like one decent idea they like fall in love with it and i'm like you're you're again you're just going back to that emotional part of the human brain i'm like objectively i mean if you want to go ahead and try it i mean go go ahead and try it. but like mm -hmm. that'll give you your results at least and there's it, also like a lot of ideas probably wouldn't be successful no matter what you did if you didn't stick with it for a year so it's like great idea is that energy gonna be sustainable for a year if yeah. not longer like <laughs> you need to do something for years to really build on it an opportunity I personally missed on that 
I was hesitant to take advantage of. I was gonna like, I was gonna start doing like freaking COVID masks at the beginning. I was like, nah, it'll pass. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, that would have been a gold mine right there. But I was like, fuck. I was like, you underestimated how scared people would be. <laughs> I I thought people would have more reason. That was my. <laughs> no, no, that's that's your that's your mistake there. <laughs> now I know though. Yeah, people are irrational. Pe- but. <laughs> people are like sincerely like super irrational. Would you ever work for uh for Wall Street? Because I think you could easily work over there with them, especially with the with the knowledge that you have. Or is that just like a path you wouldn't want to go down? I don't think that's a path for me. I think I could do very well probably, but I would be absorbed into their mentality of how they view yeah. the world. And I need to maintain my independence at this point. You know, I'm 35 years old now, and I've gone so long with this mentality that I don't think, I mean, yes, I could get wealthy and, and you know, join the ranks of the people who work on Wall Street, mm-hmm. but I'd rather just be so independent and come up with some brilliant AI thing that uh, accelerates me to success rather than join the coattails of people on Wall Street. And that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I'm. I think I'm more in line with that. It's just um, so I've been like on freedom the, matters. Freedom definitely <laughs> does matter, and it's like not having to lose, listen to Susan's bullshit is like a fucking peaceful as hell internally. But uh, <laughs> oh, sorry for all the Susans listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't think any Susans sure are. I don't think any Susans are trying to advance their. You know, I mean, I doubt it. if they are props to you, but fuck, I, I, I like to think they're doing some shit with BuzzFeed or keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. or some shit. But yeah, but eventually, you know, this type of discussion does uh-huh. seep out into the quote unquote normies, which I hate that term, but it's it's a good it's term. It's true. Yeah, um, it's true. Just start like, using the t- know, term, the brokies. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, but that's down the road. I'll use that later. <laughs> I'll use that later. But, uh, but yeah, you're saying like the the normies, right? No, I was just saying like people who are free thinkers yeah. are not getting quieter. We're only getting louder, and yeah. so that naturally seeps into their general population. That's true. That's true. I think um, I've been seeing a lot of people that have been like, as of late, like more people are starting to slowly open their minds up to podcast and uh, again i want to do this i'd love talking to new people new perspectives not like the average everyday like person right because i won't really gain much mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense well, interesting thinkers you need interesting yes thinkers. exactly yeah. and that's personally what i like again i like to take wisdom from from you from anyone in particular and i also think it's in the early stages even though there's like over two million podcasts one thing i realized for myself is why can't most people get into the mainstream? And I'm like, because they don't have enough listeners. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do to get listeners? So I got to get ratings. Uh, and I realized that like over eight, like 90, 80, 90% of podcasts, roughly like somewhere in there, don't even have more than like 20 stars. I'm like, oh, okay. So like I've just, and then I've used like the YouTube thing that I tell you and I've been pairing that with a podcast and I'm bridging it and that's, that's going to bridge my way up. I just, I think I'm about to cross like 200 stars on there like right now, but then I'm like just on Apple podcasts and Spotify, but I'm getting like almost like five to 10,000 listens like per episode. So that makes me personally happy. Nice. Yeah. And I'm like, but I haven't gotten paid on this route yet, but that's like another bridge that I'm working towards. Right. And I'm saying this as an example for the people that are listening. I'm like, it seems so complex and so far, but if you start with one little thing, you can work your way on up. It seems impossible, but this is, you have to start. That's like the main thing I've learned, you know? Yeah. It's like, even when you don't want to go to the gym, what do you do? You go to the gym. Just, just, just start. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> just start. Otherwise, you'll never. That impossible body, that impossible figure. 
it's possible if you fucking put the day in day like day out like for a year two years like i've i I always had like a very high body fat percentage like for me like uh, this is the most fit that i've been like recently but like even a year and a half ago before i started like full like going into like the working out and stopping drinking i was like 230 pounds like 30 percent body fat like mm-hmm. I was like I think I had good more for than, you for changing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Now I'm like at two ten, but I think my body fat's like at seventy percent. So I'm like I've cut off like a good amount. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean it, it's it's just all a process, you know. But I want to touch on this as well, really quick. It's uh you put that there are vibrations in the universe that are concealed and influence reality. Um, you so you tweeted that or you shared that in one of your threads, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I am a strong believer in that. I just don't know how to, um, how to word that or how to like explain that. Right. Uh, so whenever I like, I talk about that, like, I'm like, it's an intuition. Like, I don't know how to phrase it or anything like that. And I'm like, I guess I'm dumb, but like, I really truly do believe this. So I wanted to hear what like your thoughts are on that. Maybe you could elaborate that or explain that to me in your, your words. Yeah. So I think there's a few angles to look at this. There's, there's like the magic angle where people are like all of reality is a giant global imagination mm-hmm. and we are all just vibes. There's the physics angle where you're like every molecule is just vibrating super strings. So there's some physics potentially vibrating super strings. You know, people don't know, but mm-hmm. they say like underneath molecules and underneath quarks are these 10 dimensional super strings that just vibrate and there's also the angle of like the social phenomenon where people are like you're vibing. And so like, if you think of going to like a concert and everyone just gets swept over by the mood and then the, the music just, you feel it in your soul and everyone's swaying to the beat in the right way. Yeah. And you're just like, it's vibing. I kind of like the magic angle. Mm-hmm. I think that if we think about what physical reality is, it's as they say in the matrix, electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Mm-hmm. And what is a signal? What is eyesight? What is hearing? Vibrations um, entering your eardrum that your eardrum interprets as sound. Um, What is eyesight? Light waves vibrating as waves and entering your light and your brain interprets those waves and those vibrations as sight. And if you really think about internally, like your whole, the neurons in your your mind and your brain are just congealed superstring vibrating. And if you've ever like done a body scan meditation or get really deep into meditation, sometimes your body like sways a little bit subconsciously. <laughs> and people believe that what's happening is you're resonating with your heartbeat. And as the blood goes in, you you take like an in-breath and then as the blood like starts circulating into an out-breath and if you hit the right frequency, you start resonating with your own body. And all of these is just like reality is just this like spiritual waves that are congealed into mass. And I think that's a really cool way to look at life. That's a very interesting and very smart way to look at it. I'm just like, see, I would have never been able to like break that down. Like I'm probably gonna have to listen to this like one more time. Like once I upload it, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm gonna listen to it. But yeah, it's just, yeah, that's well, like, that. you ever like, if you ever like lying in your bed and it's super still and quiet and you really just pay attention to your body and your breath and your heartbeat, sometimes you might feel your bed like vibrating a little bit mm-hmm. or just swaying. You're probably doing it subconsciously. Like what is happening? Like your whole, like what is, um, there's a bridge that had a vibration frequency. Mm-hmm. It starts with a T like the Tol- Tolma bridge. I'll look it up and, and DM you it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but there's a bridge that ended up vibrating at the right frequency and swaying so much that the bridge itself like almost collapsed. Oh, really? Just, just, it's the same principle. Um, you ever take a piece of like a crystal wine glass and spin your finger around it? it goes, yeah. Doo! Yeah. That, that's creepy. It shatters. <laughs> Vibrations can make things shatter. Yeah. Huh. It's it's cool principle. That is a very interesting principle. Yeah, for me, I just I I've realized or I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like I will like uh, everyone. Tacoma Narrows. That... Sorry, Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Okay. Look okay. Under, uh, Google. Yeah, yeah. I'll Google that for sure. But it's like, for yeah, I'm definitely re-listening to this podcast. <laughs> I I really appreciate your insight. Um, so thank you early, but <laughs> usually I say it at the end, but it, for me, it's like, I, I like, like to live like my point of perspective where it's like, everyone thinks that we know everything at this point or like, they know we don't, but like they live as we do. And I'm like, those are hubris, too, hubris. Yeah. Two <laughs> strong discrepancies. And I'm like, we don't know a lot of things. So I'm very hesitant on like, what's a definite answer. You know, I mean, certain things are definite, like, but you, does it, that make sense? I think it's wise to believe you don't know as much as you think you do because that keeps you curious. Mm -hmm. It's the people who think they know it all that are the loudest, brashest, and they'll never reach their own peak. You just reminded me back to that question that I completely forgot at the beginning with that, actually. So we were, uh, we were talking about how people that are in a loop that think that they're free thinkers, that they haven't yeah. really escaped like the maze, right? And it's like something about like that, like that internally, it's like, I have a right wing friend, which is what I was getting to earlier, and like I present to him new advice, things that like discredit or at least open up his mind at the very least, and they completely mm -hmm. disregard that and go back to where where they were before that information. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. How do you not grow from that? Like that's that's just so interesting to me. What do you think about that? It's people don't like things that uproot their opinion of the world yeah. like people no one wants to no one really wants to change their mind unless they're actively looking for it mm -hmm. and i think sometimes you can't like force people to have a different view you gotta like gently guide them to it or show them a different view mm -hmm. it's like people have such momentum and i come back to momentum maybe because it's on my mind a lot lately but it's like mm -hmm. people have so much momentum with how they view society and they really just want to shout about it. They don't want to have an open dialogue to potentially change their opinion. Like, let's think of a very stupid example. Seven days in a week. Mm -hmm. Completely arbitrary. It could be a six-day week. It could be a five-day week. It could be an eight-day week. Imagine we had, you know, a weekend that was three days long every week and then six working days. And it was a nine-day week. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes – it's there's nothing that says it has to be seven. It's a completely arbitrary thing. But – don't bother making people try to think that we could have an eight day yeah. week. They'll, they'll be like, don't be stupid, man. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of little things about that. Like the path that society recommends. I think people like you and I, we see the treadmill that everyone's on where what they do at stages of life. And you can't really escape that, nor should you, but you should also be willing to veer outside that path a little bit and then come back onto it. Mm -hmm. Do a little bit of a hero's journey into the dangerous world and then come back to the safe world and then get that difference. And people don't want to believe that they've lived a life that some societal trends have forced them to live. Mm -hmm. But the best analogy I think of is like a raindrop in a hurricane mm -hmm. where if you just look at the small, like, you know, one cubic foot area around a raindrop, it's just random. Like you can't tell anything, 
to basically tell that raindrop, hey, you're part of a 100-mile general wind that's in the shape of a spiral, and it's moving you from Oklahoma to North Dakota <laughs> and in a straight-line path. From the raindrop's perspective, what are you talking about, man? There's no 100-mile force guiding me. I'm a raindrop in a, in a box. Mm -hmm. And people live their lives not realizing that there's these giant gale force winds that are directing their lives. And I think a lot of escaping the matrix or whatever you call it is realizing that there's a thousand little things, the number of days in a week, what job you take, you know, what type of person you marry, all these little things maybe have been seeped into you from other people that you haven't really thought about yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't want to think about yourself because it's not efficient to think every little thing in detail because you'll go crazy. But maybe recognizing that sometimes there's a general swaying of like, wear your mask, take the vax. So, you know, those are more obvious to me, but the general swaying of these giant gale force trends affecting the raindrop, people don't want to admit they're a raindrop in a hurricane. That, yeah. that hurts their ego. They want to think they're free thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good way. That's an excellent way to put it. Cause I always, I always, I always say this. Actually, people are more zoomed in than they even realize. And I like to always think big picture. Always, right? Obviously, I like to zoom, uh, zoom on into like certain things, like kind of like how it's only how I plan to like grow everything, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at the bigger picture, and a lot of people don't like looking at the bigger picture for whatever reason. But I guess their ego. Or they like do it said, via politics. They do. They think that their political opinions are the bigger picture, and that's yeah middle picture for me i'm like i think i think it's completely rigged uh, there was somewhere that i listened to like a few days ago i forget who it was but they were saying that it's like so there's there's this one puppet on this side and there's one puppet over here but does it really make a difference if they're fucking both being played by the same person the same yeah the same puppeteer i'm like that's probably the the correct answer again I'm, i don't have any definitive proof but that's probably pretty accurate from speculation I... right I think one I do have an issue with a lot of the conspiracy theorists who say there's a giant cabal controlling the world. There's a there's a great counterpoint to that. It's like anyone who's tried to run a project with more than ten people, mm -hmm. it is hard to get people organized. Yeah. I think what's more likely is when people start into politics, they're idealists. Yeah. And they really believe in their viewpoint and they wanna make a difference and they wanna do it from within. But mm -hmm. as they get higher up, they realize that the only way to get higher is to give in to the incentives. Mm -hmm. If the incentives are someone whispers what's gonna happen to a stock, you trade on that stock. Someone whispers, listen, like behind closed doors, we can really help out with another 3,000 jobs in your jurisdiction if you shut down this union bill. Mm. Like maybe the person came into politics believing that they were pro-union, but then they got offered from a snake the apple, like Eve with the apple. Yeah. They got offered a little temptation. They kind of put their little principles aside just for a moment, mm -hmm. just to rise to the next rank, just to get some more jobs into their in district by the time they do this a little bit every year for 10 years they're just completely following incentives and mm -hmm. they still believe they have their <clears throat> principles but that's what i think happens i don't think there's like a james bond villain at the top being a puppeteer i mm -hmm. think there's a lot of puppeteers at the top all themselves competing for their own mm -hmm. self-interest it's probably like a thousand of the most powerful people not one that's how i think about it i think that's probably pretty accurate uh, that being said, I think the only like thing that I have to counter that is um, I forget what it's called. I know I could find out, but did you hear about like that one summit where everyone like met up last year? The WEF. 
no, let me. Or the G seven summit. I think it was the G seven summit. Hold on. Yeah, that's when all the heads of nation states come together to discuss. Climate yeah, change and like the head of like tech and everything like that. It's like so yeah. they they do meet up at certain times. Obviously, it's it's crazy sure. difficult, but they they will uh, again. That's one thing that like I'll, I agree. I'll, I'll like dive into like the conspiracy route, kind of like how you're talking about like going down one path and then reaching back in like i don't go too crazy into the conspiracy i will dive in there but like i also only linger, I, I linger there for a little bit and then i go back on because i also don't want to end up like there are people who are like everything's a lie i'm like oh hell no bro i'm like dude like have a grip bro you fucking losing it to alzheimer's mm-hmm. right now dude mm-hmm. so it's 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 candy for your limbic system a little bit i mean it doesn't mean it's wrong but no. it's a little candy. <laughs> it, make, it makes you realize that I'm like, there's something like innately that we, we like figuring out mysteries. But I'm like, but it also makes me, for me, it's yeah. like, what's the point of going down a route you can't figure out? You know, like, there's, there's a waste of time. I agree. And I think, I mean, I've met three billionaires in my life. Uh-huh. And they were all just so self-interested. They just didn't care about anything else except for their own inner circle. Like, mm. And I think at the top, there's just a lot of really self-interested people. That's what I think there is. It's not malicious. It's selfish, I would say, at the top. Mm-hmm. That makes like, sense. Interesting. The Pfizer CEO probably just wanted to double his company's stock and bring you know, $100 billion more revenue in so that his reputation grows. I don't think he maliciously wanted to hurt people with a yeah. vaccine or anything. I think it was just self-interested. The scientists are like, I bet he said to them, do whatever it takes. We're saving the world. They wanted to grow their prestige and reputation. You know, everyone's self-interested a little bit. I don't know if people are malicious. It's more like they might see people as herds and furniture. And Mm -hmm. if you're spending all your day looking only at scales of millions of people at a time, it's tough to have empathy with the individual average Joe. Mm -hmm. And that's why it seems like they're these like malicious, nasty people. They might just see us as cattle. I mean, is yeah, cattle, yeah. Do, are we malicious against our cows? No, yeah. but we don't respect them as individuals sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I mean, I hate to say it, but like, it kind of gets an extent a little bit. But, See, oh, uh, careful now. Now you're slipping into their mentality. See, there's two sides to every know, story. Like, if you were that position, would you really be any different? I don't know. No, Probably no, I know. I, I say that from like a cynicism from like getting to know like the average yeah, yeah. Joe, you know? But like, obviously they don't deserve it. Like, obviously people come out with good intent for the most part. I, I personally believe right but it's like yeah or indifference it might just be selfish indifference not good Mm. intent not bad intent just indifference yeah Uh, so yeah i mean that that's a very interesting point that you bring up like meeting up like with the billionaires because it's like i mean it makes sense like what i believed but it's like it's crazy when people say like no that's not possible like no they're we're doing this to like protect the other people i'm like there's really like that's one side of the other like the people like on the left like in particular will like try to disregard like no they're not doing it for profits no this and that i'm like are you naive like that's one thing that i'm just like like it's like bill gates like saying like bill gates recently has been coming out and saying like don't eat meat but he's investing like beyond meat i'm like what the fuck there's obviously a correlation there like yep 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 he's biased it's biased i think my guess is at the top people have a freaking savior complex yeah i bet they all think they're saving the world I bet they see the number of animals getting slaughtered for meat and they're like, humans don't need to do this. We can grow our own food and we can be kind to the animals. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they have a savior complex where they think they're saving the world. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think so too. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it comes from- Most um, people are not like 
like a James Bond villain. People watch too many James Bond movies. I don't think that the James Bond villain is the type of person at the top. Yeah. That's what I don't think. I, I'm sure everyone else will, will understand this, but I never even watched James Bond. <laughs> I should. Fuck out of here. <laughs> nah, it, it, I get it. You don't watch a lot of TV, but it's just like the, there, there the is... mustache-twisting villain. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's, there, there are that's two shows that I watch, uh, How I Met Your Mother and The Office. Those are the only two that I've ever watched. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, those are those are funny. <laughs> I do I do enjoy those. Oh, and Naruto, but that's the anime. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched that, but that's that's really the only thing I've got on my end. But my, my point was for for the people like you who uh, don't watch pop culture like James Bond. <laughs> it's just like the typical like stereotypical yeah. evil mustache twisted villain. Oh, got you. Something. Got like, you. Comic comically evil. Got people, you. People, I think, project that onto who they think the elites are. This sitting around and how can we screw over the daily person a little oh. more like no oh like the that. craziest alex jones guy yeah like follower yes, or whatever yes. yeah 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 i yeah, know that's but with power like the like the craziest alex jones follower with billions of dollars behind him is where people believe the elites are like you know what's maybe, maybe not you know what's quite interesting trump's actually a pretty avid believer of like conspiracy theories <laughs> even he says he i think the other day he was like we, we don't know we don't know what happened in 9-11 <laughs> i was like bitch how much of that is him catering to his base now because he that's knows true. that's what they want to hear that's true yeah he's, he's not dumb <laughs> the, the best way to think about it is like how i've usually been recently giving like any and every content creator like they know what they're doing i think i think a lot of them like understand like how to how to manipulate it and how to like cater to their audience that, that's my that's me giving the benefit of the doubt maybe some people genuinely don't i'm sure there are those too but just for like a just the benefit of the doubt kind of deal you know but like that's interesting to me i'm just like but he's been on the alex jones show and everything too so i'm like this mm-hmm. guy <laughs> um i want to ask you this too um i only have a few more questions before i let you go yeah um, no rush what this. what's um what are what are some of like the hmm, how do i say it? what are some traits that you look for um in a woman because obviously you're you're getting engaged and again congratulations that's amazing but getting obviously married am engaged uh, i'm sorry you're getting married in two months you are engaged i got that i twisted my words i'm sorry um <laughs> but yeah so it's obviously like you're very careful you're very you're very objective obviously and like you you do things with intention i think is what i'm trying to get at well, what are some things that like led to that like that uh, final decision if that makes sense if you will well first of all i didn't meet her till i was 31 mm-hmm. so it's like i was very careful of like what traits i looked for i think the biggest thing was like independent thinking nurturing uh someone who's into the same things as me like mm-hmm walks or reading or cooking or whatever it is but it's more like the personality of like she loves to travel she's been to china too okay um she likes to expand her mind she's just she wants to be sweet and caring those are the biggest traits that i looked for because i feel like a lot of modern women are very brash and in your face or they have this like haughty like attitude like i'm better than you and i just saw none of that you know i was i was like going away from that and then someone who like when you fight do they like dig their heels in and try to like make you feel less than you are mm-hmm. or do they listen and i think it's the way people communicate that really drew me to someone who communicated in a caring and nurturing way that's interesting yeah a lot of people like 
just modern women in general, it's like I feel like I guess for the people listening, sorry, but like they have like a stick up their ass, like they have like they have a point to prove. Some, some, not all, obviously. I, people I, think that that applies to everyone. I, when I say this, uh, I, I, well, everyone knows this that, that listen to me. Like I, when I generalize, I always there's always one awesomeness in that. But yeah, at least yeah, when yeah. I say this, um, I say this from like a. I guess living in the city, so like take that for what it is, because maybe maybe a lot of girls aren't like this in Kansas or in Idaho. I don't fucking know. Right. Yeah, but right. at least for like a city, I'd say like a, a, more often than not, a lot of girls. It, it's a Stop rare that. it's a rare gem to find yeah. like somebody like that. Is what I'm getting at. I agree. And you know, I lived in New York City, but I met her in the suburbs from high school friends. So yeah. I didn't meet her from New York City either. And I noticed it's the strong, independent woman in a way that you see in the cities, but mm-hmm. it's like so confident that they could do their own thing, that they don't need no man. And that is not necessarily a healthy attitude for yeah. finding someone for the long run. But, you know, also it's like, I respect them for being who they are. I just wouldn't date them myself. It's like, let I them agree. live in that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It's like, I mean, do what you want, but I think that roots from, um, from being hurt in the past and just developing a, Trust issues, and that's what form. Yeah, exactly. A shell, a layer to protect yourself. I think that's what it boils yeah. down to because they don't want to be de- like go down the path that like maybe like their mom and dad got divorced and like a mom couldn't provide for them and like that. That's probably passed on. And now that we have social media, people can relate. People can pass on their stories. I'm sure that has like a good amount to do with it. But it's like I also like I just I, I don't think I'd want to like deal with that personally, right? But like I get it, right? Like to each their own, they'll they'll develop, they'll grow, they'll they'll be their own people. I like think too, I, it's like you know? you know what it's like living in the city. The mm-hmm. lifestyle just absorbs you. Like you yeah. just there's an excitement of everything that's going on. There's always some interesting new party to go to or mm-hmm. thing to see or people to meet, mm-hmm. and you just feel so empowered that like a hundred years ago, women would never be able to do the stuff they're doing now. And mm-hmm. that's that's just a plain fact you know they would have been sitting at home doing the laundry you know yeah most of them that's true it's just people women are i think a lot of them i don't want to speak for them because i'm not a woman mm-hmm. i know it's 2022 but i am not a woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, i think it just it's it's very exciting to do the city lifestyle and yeah. a lot of like the people on twitter who are like live on a farm they don't get it there's a yeah. certain vibe in the city we talk about vibrations there's a certain energy there's a certain like Let's go have a glass of wine in the afternoon, sit back and finish our work and then go to a museum and then mm. go to like an art gala afterwards. Like yeah. and maybe we'll maybe the quieter ones will go to a coffee shop that has board games at it. Yeah. Let's walk around the park. There's just always such an excitement to do and they get absorbed by that. I do too. Guys do yeah. too, right? Yeah. I've never really been like a person that goes to the club but like either way even if you're not there's always like if there's something to do like you'll gravitate towards something like for me in particular yeah. like like you were mentioning like for me i've always been an old man like i would just hang out with like the older people with the speakeasies like i love speakeasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like i love mysteries like that right it's like oh it's secluded it's away from everyone like i love like that piece i'm like me and I'm, my girl go to speakeasies all the time though like you gotta find the girl who also wants to go to the speakeasy yeah. and not the loud right <laughs> yes yeah and that's hard to find and i know again i know they're it here is. but it's like i mean i guess one way to do it like if you're going to like go down the tape method is make yourself a quote-unquote high value man and have them gravitate towards you but usually it's the wrong woman that gravitates towards you either way Th- I think. yeah that, that type of girl that you're looking for is not going to gravitate towards yeah. that attitude i mean high value man she should be doing it for yourself not to attract someone also i agree 
But there are some people that like never gotten like any girlfriends that like will use that as a motivating factor to like rise to the top. That that reason alone solely. It's fine. Hey, yeah. I mean that pickup artistry mentality works for mm. time, until you can't be vulnerable. Yeah. Because like to really fall in love and to get to know someone, like if you're gonna spend decades with someone, you can't always have a mask on. That's just mm. a recipe for disaster. You know, it's like. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the reason why. Like for me, like I, whenever I try like. I guess like getting at a girl and like that like I I will literally like just show up like in pretty much black shirt black pants black or like white shoes like I, I'll do like I don't have like anything spectacular like I don't sh- or I, I don't show anything spectacular though I have a fucking See, Elon, I'm different than that I have an Elon Musk flamethrower I, I love that oh my god I love that really yeah it's sick that's a conversation starter you bought him <laughs> yeah dude I love it it's like one of my favorite like I'll buy stupid shit like that like I love shit yeah, like that cool. dude but I think it's too. It's like guys are so scared to show their true personalities too. I think so and like too. my personality, like I'm in like a black t-shirt now. But if I go out to like a speakeasy, like I'll put a nice belt on, nice shoes. Like I like style. I like walking into a room and mm. people can like wonder like who's this guy. But it's not me peacocking. It's just because I want to go out in style, and then I want to sit around in a black t-shirt at home. But that's again my style. And yeah, I think too with girls like. If you're talking about be a high value man, I think girls don't care about that as much as people think. They care about interesting men. Yeah. They want the good looking, dashing guy sitting next to them, giving a little smirk, accidentally bumping into their elbow, starting a conversation about something that they find interesting, and then not like salivating at the girl. They they want to play out a fantasy in their head that they've seen from movies and TV. Mm. They want to play that out in real life. And just to take a girl on that emotional adventure, I think, is very effective where you can be like the interesting YouTube star sitting next to her that's just quiet about it and knows he's better than her in his domain and wonders what she's better at than him in her domains mm-hmm. and just kind of like teases her. It's, it's that whole game. I mean, everyone's got their own style, too. Everyone's got their own style. Yeah, I like to just... Yeah, I've never been like... I've known like a lot of people, especially being out here, like they like to like even if they're like they just like their paycheck and they only got like once every two weeks they like to blow it all on bottles and i'm like oh i've never even like i've never done that once in my that's life that's showy like, I, yeah. I yeah i guess i don't like the showy thing of it like yeah. i like oh yeah you've, you've been talking a lot about style i want to hear about that like on twitter recently i think style is like well i say aesthetics are static style is yes, dynamic that's style is yeah it's like being graceful it's it's about coming with a really nice outfit that reflects something about who you are. It's yeah. like walking into a room and walking a little slower than everyone else. Um, it's like having some accoutrements, but not overdoing it because you don't, you're not desperate to show off. Mm-hmm. Style's about like being able to vibe with a billionaire or a homeless person. You know, it's just like, just be like a cool dude that either one could talk to. You know, I think that's what to me style is. It's like dynamic aesthetics. So like kind of like going with the flow, right? In a way, and then maybe directing the flow a little bit your way with your own personality. Like maybe your style could be like steampunk and like you end up, um, 
anything you build has just a little bit of like bronze to it or everything okay. around your house is like a little bronze to it. Like something that's unique to you that's tasteful, unique mm. and tasteful too. It's like your own style instead of having the Ikea furniture everyone else has. Yeah. Maybe choose like an old like um, fighter jet wing as your coffee table. You know, they make these yeah. like little trinket things that yeah. are like kind of interesting. Like something interesting that says something about you. It's style's like a way to communicate. That's actually, like that. I actually, re- I think maybe I've done that more than I even realized now that you yeah. phrase it. Like, okay, there's, there's this one thing that I personally like to do, like, whenever I've been like. Flamethrower? No, that <laughs> not yet. No, actually, it's funny. So I had a flame, th- the Elamas flamethrower. I it got jacked. I, lo- I got pissed off. I had to buy another yeah. one, and that was like the first thing I bought with my first big YouTube check. I was like, <laughs> I really like, I got really pissed that it got like stolen. So I was like, I want yeah. this fucking goddamn it. But no, no, not yeah. that. So there's this thing that's like, whenever like I bring like, whenever I go out with a girl or something like that, like as a recent, there's this. It's not even sponsored or anything. It's like lindafinegold.com, but I love their website. But um, so I bought like this air freshener, right? It has like that NASCAR logo, and I have it like on my front mirror. So whenever they they come in, they see it, mm-hmm. and it, it just says retard. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And that's either like a heavy make or break, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a filter, it's a filter recall. Yeah, and it's like a <laughs> good icebreaker, so I have that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, I, I, I know like sixty, seventy percent, like they don't, but it's like, but the <laughs> other, it's like it works. Why does that do that stay? Yeah, yeah. So like, I do like little things like that. <laughs> and I think when it comes to like style, like this is this is my office that I use for like professional business meetings. Like, look at like my background, uh-huh. like. I'm into like space shit and like interesting yeah. colors and like I don't know style. I think the attitude of everyone just walking around in sweatpants is kind of like egalitarian and it's like doesn't make anyone feel too bad. Yeah. But I wish people would like dress a little nicer. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like a freaking suit, but like at least make a an intentional the word you said before intentional effort in in yeah. the way you present yourself when you're when you're in in public even. It's about making a little effort to, like, want to impart a little bit of beauty into the world. That's why going to Walmart scares the shit out of me. It scares everyone. <laughs> I'm like, that's, like, the worst. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, people don't even have, they have, like, a half shirt and, like, dirty trousers. I'm like, oh, Lord, save me. Oh, like, yeah, the, let yeah. the rapture begin. God. <laughs> Can't no. come soon enough. Where's the flood? <laughs> I, I swear to God. I'm like, I wish more people were, like, more of, like, culture. Like, you, I, so there's something I wish I could be like you. Um, that I'm not I wish I could appreciate art more like you have patents and just you have a great appreciation mm-hmm. of art I have yet to come to that but from what I've heard that people that like art I guess it's like it's just like more like I guess more experiences and I guess passage of time is what's going to help you appreciate it more I guess that's what they've I said but I, I don't really I don't know I've, I just don't have that taste personally well I think for me art like first of all I hate modern art I, like if I go to like the Met like a museum or something <laughs> yeah. like I want to see the old stuff that actually took skill to me I appreciate the craftsmanship of art like okay. if you can see like a, a painting of a landscape that's like as big as a whole wall mm. and ever you can see the paintbrush strokes and it looks realistic and it's just like beautiful the way the effort it took I think though modern art is not that good but what's cool is the new AI art all the oh. dolly stuff, all the stable diffusion stuff. That beeple does? Art. A lot of people are doing that. No, no, no. Uh, beeple. Who... Uh, beeple, he's a, he's a dude oh, that's been is. doing like AI art like through NFTs and shit. He's fucking brilliant. There's a lot of really cool 
stuff from Dolly, D-A-L-L-E, is that one tool, Stable Diffusion's another tool, Midjourney. Just search on Google for Midjourney mm. art, and the AI can just come up with such beautiful things. You give it a prompt, a one sentence, and it draws a painting for you in, in 10 seconds. Okay. You ever see it? I haven't seen it. No, that's, that's crazy to me. I, I'm going to share my screen. You're gonna okay. see it, yeah? Or no. What right. the hell? Okay. Oh, you disable screen sharing. You disable screen oh, did sharing. I? How the hell did I do that? I don't even... Let me see how do I? I think I think you'll appreciate this. Um. Oh, there we go. I think I, I think I fixed it. Okay. So share screen. Whoa. So, they typed in like towers. Whoa! What the fuck? Is that like an aquarium? And it came up with this. Oh shit. Um, I, this is just Twitter search for hashtag Midjourney. Okay. Captain Nemo, it drew this. The cloud, it drew. This is kind of cool. That is sick. Whoa, that's unique. Art is transforming mediums into meaningful. So there's a huge explosion of AI generated art. Like, look at this, dude. Memento Mori. So you give it a prompt, <laughs> what the and hell? it comes up with something. Is that like, pasta? I, some spaghetti monster, man. I am dead. Is that sushi? Ooh. It's sushi, I guess. Yeah, sushi with man. the fucking uh, skinny jeans. That's it. So, I, like I that. mean, you could say you don't appreciate art, but I think you could appreciate art if you found the right type of art. This I is think Alice so. in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Like, look at this. That's crazy. So, Mid Journey's one of the popular ones. I like that ones, one. That one's cool. Oh, that one was cool. One, this one? Uh, no, up. Go up. Uh, this one? Up one more with the kid. That one. This one? That's crazy. They probably typed in, like, Apocalypse. Oh, no. Child watching the end of the world is the prompt. That's and the AI crazy. I like that one. This one's cool. That one's dope. Again, just hashtag Midjourney on Twitter. That robot one's cool as fuck. Artificial oh, memories. Damn. Um, and like my six-year-old made this with the prompt. Oh really? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you just type anything in, and the AI will generate it. So you say you don't like art, but maybe you haven't found the right art. You I guess so. I, when, <laughs> when I say I don't like art, I guess I mean like mm, paintings, maybe oh, like paintings. Yeah, I've been to some museums. I just kind of appreciate like a lot of people like just glossing over it for like 20, 30 minutes. And then, like you said, maybe it's just like the right kind of art. But like it's just like my taste. I'm like, I, like, I want to appreciate it. I want to be in with you guys. But I'm like, I just, you know, like that thing, you know. I think, too, people like the experience of being in a museum. Like, mm. it's quiet. You can really, like, clear your head a little bit, too. Yeah, I like libraries. Libraries make me yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, art is like, I don't know. you got to find something that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I think this new explosion of AI art is incredible. Because everyone is gonna, just going to type their own prompt in and come up with the most beautiful art. You can find your own art, you know? It's, I, I, I don't even think, I don't know. I'm just... AI scares the shit out of me a little bit, but it's fucking brilliant at the same time. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. I, I, are you like, are you like, um, do you pay attention to like Lex Friedman at all? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good thinker. He's a, he's a good thinker. Yeah. I was just wondering if, uh, if you did, cause he's like very like heavy into like AI and all, but that was just like a side note more than anything. Um, so there's two things that I, I want to ask you. They're very similar along like the, um, I guess the structure. The first one is, what's the best piece of advice you can give a young man struggling to find love? And the second one is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I know they're within the same like constraints, but 
and mm. it, usually everyone takes like a, a few like a few seconds to think because it's a uh, have to do an introspective uh, look a little bit. But I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. I think the second one's a little easier. The best advice I ever received. It's not about love. It's just general advice from my dad. It was don't say sorry, just don't do it in the first place. Too many people make a mistake and apologize. It's like, I don't want to hear your apology. Just get better and don't do it in the first place. So I think that was the best advice I received. Okay. Yeah, see, that's um, that's my fault. Like, I know it. I have good self-awareness, unfortunately. But, like, yeah, I, I used to say sorry a lot. I've, I've toned down a lot, but, like, I used to say it a lot. Uh, shows shows weakness, shows insecurity. Yeah. Say sorry if you mean it, because then yeah. it, it's diluted if you say it all the time. If you do say it, then people know you mean it when you mm-hmm. say it once a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. It means, like, I do and know I fucked up. Be but, better. Okay, yeah. so in terms of the girls... Because um, you've been down like this... Because um, I feel like a lot of people are, like, struggling to find their place um, and then I asked this more so because you've been like in the red pill verse if that makes sense mm-hmm. and obviously that's a very vague question uh, but I kind of wanted to see like what you would give to like your younger self in particular so that way hopefully it resonates with the people listening I think like advice to my younger self would be if you stress out about it it's doomed from the start so if you're stressed that comes across when you interact mm-hmm. I think the best advice would be Girls want to be taken on an adventure. Like, what was the, one of the most basic, like, pickup artist things back in the day, like 2005, was, like, just bring her from one bar to a different bar. That yeah. act alone makes it bonded to you. Like, the best advice is, like, have, like, three things to do that's kind of interesting, like an adventure she could go on and remember. Like, girls, when, you, when you're looking for love, like, I think they want to be – feeling like they could bond with you, but they want to feel like you're not going to be boring. Mm-hmm. Most girls don't let themselves fall in love if they think the guy could end up being a little bit boring as he gets older. Mm-hmm. She wants to know that you're going to take her on an adventure through life and the big scale and then have an adventure just in a given night on the small scale. I think taking your girls on an adventure is what is going to be very effective. And just be lighthearted about it. Don't be so stressed about it. People go pick up that shit yeah. way more than guys think they do. Like they are, they know when you're stressed, insecure, whatever, mm-hmm. a lighthearted adventure is very effective. I think. I think so too. I think that's really good. That makes me happy. Cause I'm like, I like, I, I stay in my routine a lot, but it's like, but when I go out, like I like to do different things. I hate like doing the same yeah. thing for the most part, you know, but like even just taking a girl to like a secret speakeasy where you have to like type in the code on the door. Yeah. Like that's an adventure for them with like, I went to one speakeasy in Austin, Texas, couple months ago and like you have to know the code you have to type in the code there's shrunken heads when you're inside uh, yeah and then we like hop to like another speakeasy where you have to go behind a curtain in a secret hotel like okay little things like that is yeah. like an adventure or like you plan a day where you go to like for me like maybe a museum but for you maybe like a library a coffee shop or a tea shop where you go on a whiskey tasting afterwards whiskey like tasting, that's why girls yes. love like breweries yeah wineries it's like an adventure not just sitting at a bar and trying to have a conversation force it mm-hmm. you want to be both of you flowing through an adventure and then she'll start projecting and thinking that this guy could be interesting and take me on an adventure all my mm-hmm. life especially if he's self-employed yeah yeah that's actually very very interesting um but yeah no i've been to like a speed where like you have to like 
so it's like an old school like phone booth inside of a steakhouse. Yeah. And like you have Those to answer cool. it, and they're like they take like your order, like how many people, and they give them the password, yep. and like they fucking they open it Just for like the adventures. Like girls yeah. love that shit, man. Girls love that. Guys love it too, but like that was what yeah. girls looking for. No, love is not just the gooey stuff, yeah. the emotional stuff. That can come later. That can come, yeah. He wants to know that it's, it's an exciting, you're an exciting and interesting person that's yeah. not going to bore her. And I think for me, uh, well, I guess I'll do one more side note. There's one in San Diego that I really want to go to where it's like, I forget, it's like Wolf Pack or Wolf Gang or something. But it's oh, like. speakeasy. Don't talk about it. Sorry, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Well, I, I don't think, I, I have everyone spread out, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They need business. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so pretty much what you do is like you sit somewhere where there's like a fireplace and then there's a button underneath like the table, I think. Like and it's, it's sick, dude. I really want to hit that up. It's only two hours, but I want to, that's something I want to hit up. And that maybe is your way to bring a girl on an adventure, you yeah. know? Like, she'd love to, like, experience cool shit like that. Yeah. Just think of Instagram, man, and they love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, the only piece of advice I'd give to, like, a guy that's, like, never, like, met a girl doesn't know how to, like, meet a girl is, like, for me in particular, I did this thing where I was, like, hitting up, like, a bunch of girls, like, everywhere I went. Um, like, just, like, approaching them and saying hi and talking to them. And, like, the first, like, 10 or 20 were horrible. It was actually, like, really hard. <laughs> but because I was, like, always all nervous and shaking up and kind of yeah, going yeah. back to your point, girls pick up on that shit. But the more I did it, the more comfortable I got and the more free-flowing I was and the more comfortable it was to go back and forth and talk and be myself. And, like, that worked out so much better. So it's, like, if, you, if you're able to do that, that's, like, the best thing you do. Just go out to, like, Target, the mall, uh, fucking anywhere you can think of. Like, just think of cheesy pickup lines. Like, one thing I did was, like, if you're already here at Target for pointless shit, you might as well take my number. Like, I said that, like, obviously in a nicer tone. And yeah. That's, <laughs> but, like, and think about what that means. Like, yeah. the girls have this, like, fantasy in their head of, like, a dashing young guy talking to them at the store, and then they end up falling in true love. Yeah. And he, or at a coffee shop. Uh, yeah, like, you're playing up into a fantasy of, like, hey, you're a stranger approaching them. They don't know what you want from them. Mm -hmm. They don't know you. You could be a weirdo. Maybe you are. I don't know. But <laughs> no, no, I'd like to think I'm not. Yeah, they they would love that like guy who has the balls to be a little funny and say something a little cute to them, and mm -hmm. then maybe he'll get a cute guy's number. They can tell about the store. It's like make their friends jealous. Like that's part of the, to me their adventure that they went on yeah, that day. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're very well versed in that, and I really appreciate your insight and your wisdom and just your overall perspective it's rare to come across minds like yourself so i really appreciate that uh, once more time where can people follow you uh, again deeper thrill is my handle on twitter cool do you have an instagram too or no no okay no worries just twitter and just twitter and telegram awesome oh yeah uh what is telegram somebody mentioned telegram to me re super recently actually it's it's a texting app that's super encrypted mm-hmm so you can say whatever you want and, you know, no one can read it. It's like governments can't even read it. They say, you know, who knows? But oh. whatever. The point is it's a really encrypted texting app. But you can also do a broadcast chat where, like, Bronze Age Perfect has a telegram where he communicates with everyone mm. because you can just broadcast your messages and you can't really get shut down. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, 1,600 telegram followers. I think um, you're, like, 2,000. I, I, I glanced at it really quick. I, cool. I, I don't even... I, Last I checked, it was like a couple months ago, like 1,600. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe I have 2,000. I have like 30,000 on Twitter. So Twitter's a bigger audience. But yeah. Telegram is just a way where you can feel unencumbered to share what you want without censorship. Mm. And you can just broadcast to everyone. 
Got it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully, yes. I can get you on in the future. Uh, one thing that I, I one thing that I plan on doing is uh, I'm probably now that I have like a little bit of my independence, I'm gonna save a little bit for a few more months, and then I plan on taking it portable and like going out of my states and like doing it in person cool. right so that's something i plan on doing obviously so i can spread it on tiktok youtube and things of that nature just to make it more like clickable and things but that's like down the road but obviously i'd love to have you in the future if you're if you're up for that man yeah, yeah and if you're ever in new york city hit me up we'll meet up awesome yeah we better hit us on speakies that's actually i i've always wanted to go right. to new york i know you guys have so many out there man and i'll dress up it's i won't cool, just man. be boring either. yeah no no don't, don't be a slob come on better than that <laughs> I'll, I'll be dressed up. I have, I have a few suits. I, I do have a few. So. Right, well, don't 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 be a douche either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't want to freaking. Somewhere in the middle of those two. Yeah. Somewhere halfway between a suit and a sweatpants. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to scare the people off. Got it. Got it. I'll I'll yeah, uh, yeah, I'll probably good. take your input when I'm over. I'll take variety. Cool. <laughs> All right, brother. Good, I appreciate you, man. See you later. All right. Take All right, care. peace. You're